Hey guys, we are live. We are still sorting out a couple of technical issues, so just bear with us. We'll be getting started here momentarily. Here we go. Hey Mario, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right. Do you have a camera at all, or? Yeah, it's picking up my mic, but not my camera for some reason. Um, check your cam mic settings again. See if you can't get that uh that sorted. Make sure everything's where it's supposed to be. There we go. Can you can you say something? Check, real quick? check. You're good. You're good. Cool. Right. We got it. <laughs> now I can't we hear you. We got it. You can't hear us now. <laughs> Our show's always worth the wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's going on, Danny Lee? Sorry, guys. We were having some technical difficulties here. Our guest was running a few minutes late, and now we're having mic issues. So please bear with us. We'll get started here in a momento. I'm just going to drink my margarita. Go for it. <laughs> Show's better when you're drunk anyways. <laughs> well, technical, technical difficulties. Seth is getting drunk. <laughs> All right. Now we can't hear Mario. Can you hear us? Alright, we may have to do this without a camera if this is going to be what's going on. I'm going to text him real quick. Get back to where you didn't have a camera and you could hear us. And we'll just use that. Well, in the meantime, while we're getting these technical difficulties shorted, guys, the show is all about trying to figure out what we what you want from our show. So please feel free to drop anything in the comments, and we will try to try to answer any questions. We will try to answer any um, concerns, and basically, we're just trying to figure out where what you guys want from us moving forward. Yeah, besides our beautiful faces. Yeah, exactly. I mean that that that's a gift into itself. I mean, I know you tune in just for the looks. Mm -hmm. Two handsome dudes here. Just saying. One just single. Just shoot the shit. <laughs> Probably getting drunk. <laughs> I wish I could get drunk right now, but I'm on too many painkillers. <laughs> that would be bad and also hilariously interesting. <laughs> We'll give him another minute and then we'll uh we'll fi Whoa. let him figure this out and we'll uh move forward. So... <sighs> we may have to move forward without you until you can get this fixed. Oh, he says he's rebooting. Cool. Alright, well, while he's rebooting, let's go ahead and get started. and We'll just bring him back in here when he's ready. Alright. Well, what's going on, everybody? My name is Rainer. Hello? 
Wait, sorry, I was muted. I'm Seth. <laughs> God, don't scare me like that. <laughs> Welcome to Collecting Rarities. The show where we discuss all obscure collectibles and all obscure things in the collecting world. Now before we get best rarities for this show. Now before we get started today, we want to thank our sponsor, Water Scrapyard, for sponsoring this episode and what can I say about Watto? He, is, he does amazing work. He does amazing work. And I actually just completed my Darth Talon thanks to him. Dude, that Talon was amazing. Yeah, I was super stoked. I'm, I'm, I'm like, as, I'm, as soon as we're done here, I'm actually going to go mess with it some more. So. Yeah, that turned out fantastic. He nailed it with that head sculpt. Yeah, he did. He really did. Alright, so we have previous rarities. As stated before, this is a recap episode. This is more about seeing what you y'all want and what we've covered and what you want us to cover in the future. So we uh, we're gonna be covering a lot of the previous subjects here and just getting a lot of a fresh take on it. So one of the things that's been a few a little while since we covered is the Star Wars trading post at Disney Parks. You know, and Seth, I know you had a you had an interesting opinion on this one. Um, care to share? Yeah, I just if I remember right, I covered that you know, you lose some of the magic, I guess, of just going to a trading post to buy some of the stuff instead of hunting it down in the parks and yeah, you know, understandably with COVID, this is a necessary evil. But I hope this isn't something that continues with Disney parks. I hope they don't cheapen the magic just because of this is how things is. things are this year. You know. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that this uh, doesn't be permanent. I mean, I hope this is just a COVID solution and not a permanent solution. Yeah, I mean, I understand they're hurting for money. They've been shut down for, what, I mean, months now in California. They just opened in Florida maybe a couple months back. I understand the need and necessity for it, but come on. It's Disney. You've got to have the magic. You've got to have the hunt to find the unique, you know, little trinkets and, and, uh, uh, just items that you can find in the parks. Well, and especially, you know, since Disney's all about the show, they're all about the immersion factor. I mean, this kind of just completely breaks everything. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, let's see here. So one of the previous subjects we have covered is custom sabers, and uh, I don't know how much you are into uh, custom sabers here. But uh, we have, hey Mario. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah, we, we can. can. We can finally. Yes, it's working. We did it! Hooray! The <laughs> magic of modern technology. <laughs> so let's backtrack a bit because I definitely want to get Mario's take on this. Yes. Um. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about how uh, the magic is kind of gone from going to a training post. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely agree 100%. I mean, me being a Disney Parks fan, it's it definitely isn't the same. You know, I mean, it it really isn't the same just going into a shop, seeing all of the all of the merch that's exclusive to the park which is supposed to be part of the actual world building of the park it's at that section itself in Galaxy's Edge. It's a bit of a shame, but I mean, Disney's got to make money right now during these times. Yeah. yeah. Well, and speak Speaking of someone, speaking of someone who's been to Galaxy's Edge, I can yeah. tell you, you know, uh, the immersion factor is real. I mean, you know, it is. Definitely. I've only been once, but I felt like I literally was in Star Wars while I was there. If you ever make it out to the West Coast, the immersion I feel is a little bit better than Florida. It just really? seems it seems completely isolated. I understand in Hollywood Studios, you actually you're walking past the Toy Story Land, right? And then you just walk up to like an open area of Batu. Mm-hmm. So, that, that's pretty accurate, actually. So in over here, there's multiple entrances. 
right? You can take a trail that leads down um, uh, Critter Country, and it, it kind of blends in in the path to where there's like a group of uh, you're, you're walking down a path with trees, that, and you'll start hearing the faint music of Galaxy's Edge as you get closer to it, and that'll lead you to the Resistance site. Really? Right. It's a lot. It's, it's a, I feel it's a lot more blended in going yeah. this way. You know, I've always kind of thought that about the about um, California's park, though, is that they have like handled just the immersion of all their parks better than uh, Florida. Florida seems to be cheapened a little bit. I agree with that. Although I'm I'm uh, I'm biased towards hometown, you know, so <laughs> I'm going to agree with you 100 percent on that. <laughs> well, speaking as somebody who's only been to World, I still was blown away by Galaxy's yeah. Edge over there. Right. There are subtle differences between the two parks. Very, very subtle. Um, I don't know if anybody will look for this, but one of them is actually the paint scheme because from what I understand, the weather over there, um, they kind of changed the paint to be a little bit darker throughout the whole, for all of the buildings, just to make sure that over time, it'll just kind of fade evenly, I guess. I don't know. But that's, that's what huh. I heard. Well, I mean, it's Florida. It's going to rain, right. like, literally every day. Yeah, considering the, cli- the climate is, like, way different than it is over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My yeah. biggest thing, I guess, just quickly derailing our talk, is that uh, Pirates is wildly different, I think, between Florida and uh, California. Because what Pirates in California has two drops, Florida has one. I feel like Pirates in California is a more immersive ride than it is in Florida. I would say California has one and a half drops, if you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is one and a half drops. But I mean, still, you get more to the ride, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, that's where it was originally developed. It's a California classic. No. Yeah. So, sure. so Mario, what was your take on the Millennium Falcon over at uh, Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> when I first went, it was at night, right? So I'm walking up through the um, through the first order trading post. I entered in that way, and I'm like, "Where's the Falcon? Where's the Falcon? Where's the Falcon?" So I'm just making my way through, and as I start to see it on the horizon, I'm like, my my heart just starts beating, right? And I'm just getting all excited just to see it. Um, at that time, while I was waking my way, my, making my way up, I had bought myself a little, uh, a cup of blue milk at the time. Right? Oh, nice. So walking up and then seeing it, I was just a complete awe of that thing, man. It's so huge. It's so detailed. I mean, it's, it's the freaking Falcon. Yeah. You know, I mean, minus, minus a dish. I mean, considering it's sequel trilogy dish, but whatever. So what did you think of the ride up. itself? The the ride itself, it was fun. I mean, I I really thought the queue is really nice over here. I'm, I believe it's the same over there too. It moves a lot faster than what it is, but a, a lot of the detail that's that's in that queue makes the uh, line move a lot faster than what it seems. The uh, the pre-show with Hondo Anaka, that animatronic looks so real, so lifelike. Oh, God, yes. It's amazing. I mean, when I first saw that thing, I thought it was like a real actor there, and I saw that others thought the same thing. Um, so I when I went, I, uh, I had the DOS pass because I was still yeah. hurt at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was able to uh, just say, hey, you know, come back at this time, and we'll uh, we'll take care of you. So I got scooted to the front of the line, and um, I was able, since I was in a party with a few people, I was able to choose what seat I wanted to be in. So I sat in Han Solo's seat. If you actually have a couple people and and you have like a mixed group, you can ask the cast member there. Um, It's a 50-50 shot, but you want to, hey, we want to be pilots. Can we like just wait for the next group? And they're like, yeah, we'll put you, we'll. You stand aside right here, and we'll get you to the next group and make sure you guys are pilots. So we're like, sweet, yeah. right? So that was nice. So I was uh, I was in Han Solo's seat, and I was immediately blown away just by the realism of the ride. You know how 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 immersive they make it, and how the responses and everything, how mm-hmm. it works, and how it responds to your movement. But dude, I gotta be honest with you, we totally wrecked the Falcon. <laughs> who, who did it? I mean, you know, what, what, for, for the people who don't know, the the pilot seat where Han sits controls left to right, 
and uh, the co-pilot controls up and down, pilot controls the engine boost, and the uh, co-pilot controls the hyperdrive. And so it was one of those deals where my, my co-pilot and I were not in sync. And so we were bouncing all over the damn place, and the engineers were sitting there just going, ah, repair damage, repair damage. So my, um, the first time I went, it was uh, when we sat in the pilot seat. It was me and my brother. His name is Jesse, and us growing up in a Mexican household, his nickname was Chewy. Mm-hmm. You know, he always, he caught that shit all of his life, right? So one of the first times, of course, he's sitting in the cold pilot seat. I'm sitting in the pilot seat. The time when you hit the uh, the hyperdrive to go to light speed, right away, punch it, Chewy, <laughs> right away. <laughs> just that switch and just just go, just go. Oh my god, that uh, must it was so awesome. it was it was great. And then when you, when you're when you get off, and that feeling when you realize that you flew the Falcon, right? Yeah, it's it's so amazing just thinking about that. Dude, I mm. came off and I was high as a kite at that point. Right. I mean, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" Mm-hmm. I just yeah. flew the Falcon. What do you think yeah. of the um, of the uh, of the re- of the area where you're sitting, you're, where you're waiting to be called for your group, as far as the the Desrec table and everything being there? I did not get a chance to really soak that in because as soon as we were ushered in, a, a zone opened up and we just went straight in. I was wanted okay. to get a picture, but we just didn't have enough time. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah. I, I did take a look at it, and it looked fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's really great the way they put that together, and plus the multiple entrances when you're going to your cockpit. Uh, I believe you can go in through like one of the main hallways that leads you directly to, to the Falcon cockpit, like just like in the film, mm-hmm. or there's another alternate path that leads you towards the back way in the repair room where in, in empire where leia was fixing up we're making repairs on the falcon mm-hmm. you, walk, you walk through that quarter corridor and then on to you know the cockpit yeah um i can't remember which one we went through but i knew it wasn't the cockpit at all but it wasn't towards the back either i think the maybe i think maybe world had like maybe three uh three sims in there i could be wrong but yeah, it was it was amazing, and that 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 kind of immersion is what disappoints me about this. But you know, at the same time, you know, I get it. They've been sure. closed for so dang long; they got to make their money. I mean, a park's not an easy thing to run. They're already talking about laying off people. Yeah, and that yeah. that's just gonna break immersion even further. Yeah. Um. On top of that, also we over here on the West Coast recently got the opportunity to open up an, an extension of Disney California Adventure. Uh, they made that an extension of Downtown Disney, which is basically, um, it's similar to Hollywood Springs out there, where it's a basically uh, outdoor shopping district and um, dining dining district. So what they did is that they opened up the other park, um, which our, <clears throat> excuse me, DCA is like Hollywood Studios over there. Right in Florida, so mm-hmm. they opened up a little a little piece of the main street, Buena Vista Street, just to open it up for uh, shopping and dining. Hollywood Boulevard, the same thing. And unfortunately, when Southern California went purple, all the dining experiences just shut down, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just less enjoyable. But that sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. It is, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I understand the reasoning, but it still sucks. Well, moving on from uh, Disney, because we could spend an hour on this subject. Uh, five hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Custom Sabers, we have covered this topic. And I know, Mario, this was something you and I uh, talked about a bit over the phone the other day. We were yeah. kind of getting into... Uh, I know it's something you want to get into. Um, so, Custom Sabers... Quick overview of why they're called custom sabers and not custom lightsabers, a little thing known as copyright. So, uh, um, basically, 
these companies will take and custom make anything from original designs to mimics of these characters' sabers, and because of that, you know, they're not officially licensed products. I mean, for crying out loud, some of these people are working out of their garage. So, you have to use the term saber and not lightsaber when you're talking about custom sabers. So there are many other, there are many uh, places out there. There's KR Sabers, Saber Forge, Vader's Vault, Ultra Saber, Saber Trio, Electrum, just to name a few. And, um, wow, there's just so much that can go into these things that makes them just amazing. I mean, you're talking about smooth swing, neo-pixel, custom sound fonts, sound boards, just stuff, stuff you won't find in a Galaxy's Edge or a Black Series Saber. Yeah. And so, um, I know, Seth, you're uh, not as familiar with these, but Mario, I mean, if you, I know you recently just won one off our last show. What are your thoughts and impressions on it? Thank you very much for that, first of all. I gotta, no, not uh, a problem. That thing was, um, I thought the fin finish was pretty nice. I mean, was that hill, um, labeled after anybody in particular, or was that just like completely custom? So that was supposed to be Revan's Jedi Saber. So, mm -hmm. um, so it's called the Savior, and then his Sith Saber is called the Butcher from that company. Okay. That's another thing they'll do, is they'll come up with funny names where... You obviously know who it is, but they don't come out and say, "Well, this is Edra Bruiser's lightsaber." It's the sure, adapt. Sure. Yeah. You can't you can't say that. Right. So. Now, my thoughts first handling it, just the hilt alone. I mean, I can see some similarity or some um, some homages to some of the other characters that are in that hilt, like the pommel appears to be uh, Episode One Obi Wan's uh, hilt, mm -hmm. his hilt. Um, the fit and finish was really nice. Um, I really like, like the shine, the shine of it. It had, it had a, it felt nice in the hand. It's a nice weight. Um, I was kind of surprised on how you can still activate it without a blade. Yeah. Right. So, and that's awesome. So turning it on, that's that, that bad boy was loud. <laughs> I couldn't wait. remember how loud that speaker was. Just wait until you put a blade plug in there and it looks I did. really cool. Yeah, I, I did. I did put the blade plug in there. Um, the screw, the retention screw, it takes a little getting used to. It does. Um, you know, me personally, just only having the, having uh, dealing with the legacy sabers, I'm just used to where I can just clamp them in, twist them, you know, and, and off you go. You know, if you just want to play with it. Um, it wasn't a it wasn't a struggle or anything. I mean, just, just a minor, minor inconvenience. But powering that sucker on and just hearing that bad boy go off, that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, and the retention screw is a design put in so that you can duel with those things without having to worry. Right. Because that's once that retention screw's in, that blade is going nowhere. And those blades, I mean, as you saw with with the blade, I don't know if you took a look at it, like you know, took a look at it. It's it's about an inch thick at the walls of the blade. Yeah. So yeah. they're designed to take a flipping beating. That's so, awesome, though. So these things, you can do full contact dueling with them. And uh, the electronics and stuff are stored in there in a way that they'll be safe. And if they're not, you can get... Most most of these companies have either a lifetime or a several years warranty. So yeah, you can I'll, get it fixed easily. Yeah, I've been looking at some of these custom kits that are out there with all these different sound fonts and features. The smooth, the smooth swinging effect is really, really appealing right now. Oh yeah, and with the with the Neil Pixel kits and and everything. Um, I've been looking at uh, was it Star Wars Theory? Some of the stuff that he's unboxed. Uh, Sir James Mitchell's channels. He he does a lot. Oh and yeah. Even even some of the guy, even Matt at Rogue One Six, been plugging away at some of these custom sabers as well. And just as, well, as a display piece, those those are just works of arts alone. But with the electronics in them, just takes these things to a whole nother level. Oh yeah, immersion. I mean, you can play music while you're sitting there dueling. Right, you can, absolutely, it's right. crazy the amount of customization these things have. And some of the character intros in there are pretty are pretty neat too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. 
Well, another subject we've covered in the past, if you'd like to see more of it, we have You're in Luck because we're now having a Shoe of the Week, uh, I mean Shoe of the Show segment here that can be what we'll do later. But Seth, you want to take us aboard on this one since this is your your uh, little forte. Yes, I love sneakers. I love sneakers. I really do. I have 44 pairs of shoes. That's not enough. I need more. 44? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we did cover my lovely uh, PlayStation Air Force Ones that you see in front of you. Man, I just love sneakers. I love the fact that you can get whatever you, you know, whatever you want. You want uh, Mandalorian shoes? They're out there. You want Baby Yoda shoes? They, they have them. You want... Uh, Captain America, I've seen them. Thor, I mean, it's cool. It's a cool hobby to get into, you know. It can be super expensive, and I hate paying the money that I pay on shoes, but... What are some of your most expensive pairs of shoes or most rare pairs of shoes? Uh, The rarest pair I have today is uh, Justin Timberlake's Jordan 3 that he debuted at the Super Bowl when he did the Super Bowl show. I did not get it in the drawing when they released them during the Super Bowl show. So I paid aftermarket prices. I think I paid $550 for them. Dang. Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah. You know, I hate that I paid it, but I mean, come on. It's Justin Timberlake, Jordan 3s. Jordan 3s, exactly. Right. Like, you're not going to find something cooler than that. Agreed. I remember when the Miles Morales ones came out, or the Jordan ones, the Spider-Man ones. Yes, I tried so hard to get. So those. did I over here. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a sneakerhead, but damn, those shoes are nice. Mm-hmm. Jordan ones and, and those schemes with the little, uh, little pattern that they had in the red. Yeah, yeah and they were, were so badass. They were sick. And then I missed out on them. I kept trying to get them. Now I, I swear to God, they're over six hundred dollars. Jeez. And yeah. I'm just like. There's no way. No yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, where where does one go to get these sneakers here, Seth? Uh, so really, um, if you're looking at any kind of Nike, Nike does um, drawings or just releases through their specialty app called Sneakers. And um, basically you hop on there during release days. You try to purchase them. Like it's it's really about the fastest click. You're like clicking through, like pick my size, pick all that, put my pay- payment information in. Like, hopefully you get them. Uh, I I hate to say that I, I've only gotten like maybe ten pairs through them <laughs> because it sounds like you're, you got to take uh, crack cocaine and Ritalin before you do that. Yeah, well, there's other ways to get them. I mean, there's uh, cut groups where you join a big group and everybody's trying to get the shoe, and if somebody doesn't want them, then they'll sell them to you for like a little bit more. You can bot. Uh, certain sites to get the shoes, but I don't really want to pay for a bot because that's two or three hundred dollars that I'm shilling out just to get a pair of shoes. Hopefully, in the future, and you don't know, like, is your bot reputable? Is it actually going to go through the websites and purchase the shoes faster? I mean, there's some people that are super serious about it. I'm not that serious. Uh, but if you don't get them at retail, I have always bought from Stock StockX, and StockX is like the stock market of shoes. So they list prices, um, what they sell for, and what they have sold for. People list their prices. Like, I mean, I sold a pair of shoes, a pair, a pair of Yeezys uh, that I listed at eight hundred bucks. I bought uh, over a year ago at two hundred. So oh, I mean, do what? Do you wear any of these? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I wear um, most of the pairs that I have. Occasionally, I'll buy a pair and then just like, you know, I'm not feeling it, but I know it's going to go for a lot later on, so I'll just put it away in my closet, keep it in the box, and then sell it later on. You ever wear them uh, more than once, or it's just one and done pretty much? No, I wear them, like, I rotate like crazy, so I will never wear the same pair of shoes, like, two or three times a week. I'm usually like 
I mean, I have 44 pairs, so I'm like, yeah, hey, 44 I'm, pairs, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna wear this one, and then tomorrow I'm gonna wear that one, and I always try to coordinate with my outfit. So I'm like, red shirt, you know, red shoes, red, you know, black shirt, black shoes. If I'm wearing like a, a, a Star Wars shirt, Star Wars shoes. So there you go. You gotta go all out. Mm-hmm. Another one we've covered in the past, and this is a goodie. Uh, liquor. Whiskey. Yes. I mean, I guess you can do all kinds of liquor collecting, but me, it's only whiskey. So Mario, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any uh, whiskey collections or anything top shelf going on? No, uh, no, alcohol is not my thing, really. I'm a casual drinker, you know, and and I'm pretty casual <laughs> with That's hard fair. liquor. Hard liquor. I mean, no, nah, I never really found. Uh, not anything that all really. You're like a mind. like a beer at a party type of guy, huh? For the most part, yeah. I'm a I'm a casual hard drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a casual alcoholic. It's no big deal. <laughs> sure, <right? laughs> I'm not an alcoholic because that's admitting that you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> not quite there yet. No, I, I'm I'm a functional drinker. I drink a lot and then still go on with my day so we're good that's a good thing <laughs> man i just love collecting whiskeys too because that's a fun that's a fun little hobby for if you're gonna drink it you know find some of those wild uh mixes and um just interesting things that people are doing these days keep that collection under lock and key right yeah uh, I don't have anything outrageous. I mean, my highest bottle is like a hundred bucks, but I mean, there's a few I got to try. Um, actually, the Boss Hog that's in the picture uh, at Whiskey Cake, and for a one ounce pour, it was a hundred bucks because that bottle retails anywhere between five hundred to well, well into a thousand dollars a bottle. Oh, wow! Top shelf booze there. Oh. But they're made in such small batches that I mean, people pay it. Oh yeah, I can believe it. I told you this story. I told you the story about the uh, the eggs and the scotch, right? Did you? Maybe I don't remember. So, so I was like, I don't know, probably about ten, maybe nine. And my, I, I wanted to do something nice for my dad and cook him breakfast. So I get some eggs and some peppers and stuff, and I start cooking them up and whatever. And I've seen on TV, you know, the chefs always use wine for, you know, cooking and all this. And I'm like, well, I can do that. What's around here? Oh, 15-year-old scotch. <laughs> <laughs> so I pour, I, I drain like a good good amount of the bottle in there and my dad's sitting there eating and he's like what did you cook this with and i said oh i just cooked it with this and he's like my scotch (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah i can imagine a 15 year scotch is not cheap (laughs) it's not it's that counts right (laughs) that's why he didn't yell at me he just said don't ever do that again (laughs) We appreciate the gesture, but don't ever drink. You don't ever use my scotch again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. And if you have to use the scotch, don't use the fifteen year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ten years or less, right? Oh my gosh! All right, moving on. We had uh, Zachary's little little hobby here, which is watches. And I can personally say I know nothing about watches. Zachary did a good, thorough job explaining it. And if you want to learn more about it, I highly recommend checking out that that episode. But Yeah, I can't even dive into it. I mean, he was a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. He, to the point knew. where he could, I mean, he could honestly do like a whole like museum tour of watches and probably name off like what, you know, when they were made, what they were made using. I mean, it was just wild. I had no idea. Well, I had no idea how expensive they could get. I mean, I understood, like, Rolexes and stuff like that were out there, but holy shit. Like, some of the stuff these watches go for is just crazy. 
I'm still a little pissy that he shot all over my Apple Watch, though. I happen to like it. <laughs> I like the Apple Watch, too. Yeah, I have to like the Apple Watch you gave me. <laughs> yeah, I have yet to jump in that game. I've always, uh, I've always enjoyed wearing a wearing a watch, a decent watch, but I find myself a little clumsy and tend to shatter some of the faces on these things. I mean, not shatter, but not take care of them very well. So yeah, well, I mean, they're easy to scratch. That's why, I like, I I like to go with the more expensive Apple Watch because it has the artificial sapphire that's a little harder to scratch and break. Because I swear to God, I bang it on every stupid doorknob in our house. Yes, yes. <laughs> at work, just turning corners too, man. I find myself bumping the watch in the wall, and that's that's my worst fear of wearing an Apple Watch. So oh my gosh, yeah, children to go without it. Well, it's that time of the show, Watto Scrapyard again. We want to thank our friends over at Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. You can find them on Instagram at Watto Scrapyard and on Facebook and eBay as well. They make 3D printed parts for hard-to-come-by Kenner and Hasbro vehicles, as well as resin printed head sculpts of dozens of of characters in the Star Wars universe. At this point, that number's in the hundreds. Just saying. Definitely. if you don't see a character you're liking their Instagram, send them a message and they can get it designed and printed for you at a reasonable fee. I've used this service before. Amazing work. He does amazing work. He printed my Lana Benico, my Darth Talon, and my Sith Pureblood, which I'm still waiting to get painted. But, uh, can't, can't go wrong with Watto. He does an amazing job. He really does. Yeah, great work there. Alright. Next is Seth's segment. Take it away, Seth. The sneakers of the show. How how great can you get? And let's see. What is the sneaker of the show today? Oh! Oh! Since we talked about Spider-Man, this is the Adidas original superstar, Spider-Man Miles Morales. That is the picture of my sneakers that is the picture of the sneakers in the game. How freaking cool can you get? Can't get better than that. Oh, no. Oh gosh, I mean, is... when we were talking about the Jordan 1s that were uh, uh, into the Spider-Verse, I was like, when a, when these popped up in, in, in sneaker news, I was like, I am getting these. I'm not going to miss out on these. I'm not going to be stupid. I'm No, they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> And I wish they came in my size, though. But holy crap, I gotta—I wear sixteen or seventeen, depending on the brand. Yeah, so you're screwed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting there on the wor- on the street corner, going, "Need shoes? Shoes?" <laughs> yeah, no, they they probably don't make them in your size. I'm sorry. <laughs> none, none of these nice cheaper companies do. That's a damn shame. Yeah, you might be able to find some Jordans that big, but you know. Maybe. Which I always thought, ironically, Jordans don't make bigger sizes when they're supposed to be after Michael Jordan, correct? Mm-hmm. Although they're starting to branch into larger sizes, and you can oddly get uh, Yeezys in that size, too. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. If you really, on the topic of shoes, want to see a scary video, you need to watch... Um... Oh, dude, I just blanked on his name. Dennis Rodman. You need to watch Dennis Rodman opening up Yeezy boxes. He is a madman. It is horrifying. I have never seen something so odd and so disgusting in my life. What's so bad about it? Or what's he doing? He just like, he, you know, I mean, shoe boxes are shoe boxes. How hard is it to open them? You just like, know easy boxes slide open they don't like flip open but he just like grabs these boxes and he just like starts tearing into them like a wild animal and i'm like oh my god what is (laughs) (laughs) it's just disturbing and weird like you would expect from Dennis rodman like i don't even know (laughs) i'm I'm sure it's all a bit oh my god (laughs) 
What uh, uh, how difficult were though were were these pairs to get a hold of compared to some of the other ones? So uh, I actually have bought quite a bit from uh, Adidas, and so like as you work your way up, like purchasing from Adidas, they put you on different levels. So I'm on like I don't know what they call it, icon level now. So they actually offered, <laughs> yeah, they actually offered the the uh, purchase to that status like a week before anybody else. So they were actually super easy. Does Nike or any other shoe company not do something like that or have a program? Not like really. Uh, Nike does, but not as in-depth as Adidas. So I do it like Adidas for that fact. Uh, Adidas does a lot more fair drawings and just the ability that if you purchase more, you'll get better benefits. Nice. Nice. All right, Mario, it's time <laughs> to cover your segment. Smuggling time. So you do some part-time smuggling work for artifacts and stuff out of Galaxy's Edge, correct? You can well, say so that. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, it's <laughs> it can be a little difficult sometimes, or or over overwhelming, considering how many people are asking me just to pick up whatever or trying to get a hold of somebody uh, looking for something. Um, well, right now it's a little bit more difficult also considering, um, what we talked about earlier, how all the Galaxy's Edge stuff is, uh, is just in a pop shop, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but before, typically when I would just, just take a uh, random trip to the park and if I got time, I would shoot a, uh, shoot a post out to some of the groups It says, Hey, I'm here. Um, does anybody, you know, uh, is anybody looking for anything? Uh, Galaxy's Edge related or or, or anything else. Um, it hasn't been too bad. Uh, luckily, I can still walk out of there with maybe like about two or three hills at the most. A couple of kyber crystals here and there. So smuggling has been pretty manageable. Um, so when it gets busy, how many orders do you typically get? These Ahsoka hilts that are coming out that are dropping Tuesday, right? So a lot of people have been asking for the Clone Wars hilts that are about to drop. Um, now they come in a pair; they're priced at one ninety nine plus tax, and they change color with blades. Um, I think so, similar to some of the custom hilts, how they can change color. Um, these will do the same; they'll swap color from um, green to blue. Uh-huh. I had at least maybe. I want to say a minimum of at least 10 people hit me up for those. Myself right. included. <laughs> <laughs> Way to out yourself like that. Damn. Yeah. yeah so, I'll, I'll freely admit it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about how I'm going to fulfill these, right? Um, going over there and asking uh, some of the cast members there, hey, how many hills can I pick up in, at a single at a single time? It's like, well, you can get 10. I was like, oh, perfect, right? So if I'm going by myself, um, there's no way I'm walking out of there with ten with ten packages, right? That's just it's just too much. Yeah, you know, I would I would have to hire myself a crew, you know, to do mm-hmm. that, <laughs> right? Um, just just now, go just go down to the local uh, local gas station and be like, "Yo, amigos, right? Man, carry to, my lightsabers." <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, some of the Home Depots over here, right? And off you go. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this time this time around, uh, these new merch that's coming out, that's been in Florida for about a month or so, they're finally coming out over here. They're finally dropping, and um, unfortunately, everything is based off a reservation system, and quantities are limited as far as how many can purchase. So, unfortunately, for uh, each reservation that I've booked, I can only pick up two at a time, and I've got. Uh, and I got two reservations already booked for different days. Um, there were a couple times where I've walked out with, geez, maybe four Ahsoka hilts from from the Rebels, and plus a couple other random things. And I gotta tell you, those some bitches get heavy. Oh, <laughs> right? I can imagine. You know, those uh, those hilts are are well constructed, uh, full metal. And considering that there's two hilts in a single case. That's some weight. Yeah. That's 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 some that's some significant weight walking around. You know. But 
But overall, it hasn't really been too bad. I enjoy it. I mean, I I enjoy helping out the community. Um, and then later I discovered uh, a separate group that's basically uh, a group of smugglers. Uh, smugglers, East Coast, West Coast. And I didn't know that this was a thing. I didn't know that this was a thing, really. And um, I've, uh, I haven't really been too active in that group. I tend to stay with some of the groups that I'm at um, just, just to keep it uh, like really, I won't say on the download, but more trying to keep things more manageable. Because if I were to advertise on some of those smuggling groups, I know it can really get a little more hectic. But oh, yeah. Yeah, but a, lot those, sure. a lot of those smugglers will charge uh, like 20% fee on top of the shipped price also. Ooh, that, they can get so, expensive quick. They, they they can, um, but I don't think it's that bad. I mean, considering their time and now that we're being charged for parking out here, just to uh, just to go into into the parks or what have you. Yeah, um, it's it's not it's not terrible. It's not too terrible. But but yeah, but, I mean, is there anything in particular that you want to know? I mean, I'm about to ask. Um, so other than uh, other than crystals and hilts and uh, that kind of stuff, what what items get you you get requested for? I mean, you know, I hilts. imagine. Go no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I said I imagine you can pretty much once you're in the park, you can pretty much have have at anything that's in there. Sure. What's the weirdest thing you've gotten requested for? The weirdest thing. You know what? The majority of everything that I've uh, smuggled were were hilts. Um, the weirdest thing, maybe I was uh, inquired about some of the some of the plushes, maybe <laughs> the uh, and monkey lizards, uh, salacious crumb. Oh um, my god! Uh, maybe uh, a plush bantha or two. You know. <laughs> so, side note: when I went to go visit the creature stall, I picked up a loaf cat myself. Nice. But nice. I wanted to get a Kowakian monkey lizard until I saw the price. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a Kowakian monkey lizard. A hundred dollars? I thought they were eighty. They were ninety at Disney World, and by the time Jeez. you factored in tax, it was going to be damn near a hundred. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not paying that for a Kowakian monkey lizard that I control with a remote like this. And right. not when I was previously in the Avatar land and they had the Banshees that did the exact same thing for 50 for like $30 cheaper. <laughs> I'm like, no. It's got Star Wars name on it, man. You know? Yeah, I know. Got to pay that Star Wars tax. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I wound up picking a. I found up picking up a loaf cat, and it was. I enjoy it. I love that little thing. He's nice. cute. That one makes uh, makes uh, sounds, doesn't it? Yeah, you can pet him, and it'll like it'll like growl, and nice. you, know, you can like make his mouth go up and hear a roar and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. That yeah, the cool. animatronic they have sitting over there in the cage that's asleep. That's pretty neat too. I like nice. looking at that. Yeah. Yeah, I but, wanted to. I wanted to get some of the other creatures that were there, but I was on a budget and I already sure. knew what I wanted at that point. So, yeah. yeah. But typically, uh, lightsabers, uh, lightsaber hills, rather. Um, right now, I know there's a couple more that are coming out too. Yeah, aren't I think they coming uh, out with Calcasus. Calcasus, right, right. That one's dropping. But some of the other ones that they that they had, that other nominees. It would be nice to really see those hilts also to come, you know, come to pass. Sure. What were the other nominees again? One of them, Qui Gon Jinn, uh, Kanan Jarrus, uh, Ezra Bridgers. Uh, I think it was a newer one. The, there's 2.0. I would have loved to see both of those in right. Galaxy's Edge form because right now the only way you can get those is custom market. Right. And I would love to see if that came to legacy as far as Kanan, because that thing is so unique how it's how it's modular. It detaches, you know, to become a couple of different things, and then so, if it could do that. You know. So fun fact: the custom is the custom I'm talking about made by Ultra Sabers does that. Oh wow! It can, it can come apart, and you can like store it and then put it back together. The um yeah. the second Ezra Saber, the one he uses in season three and beyond, is uh Saber Forge. 
There was another hilt that was on that nominees list from the um, what was that? The the Vader game for the uh, for the Oculus, I think it was. Yeah, I never played it. Yeah, it's it's a funky looking hilt. I don't know how to describe it, but it looks something. It looks kind of medieval like. Right. I don't know if you saw the pictures of that. I forget. I forget who the character was, but so so what it is? It's it's just like a long hilt, right? And you have these two off of the sides. There's these two like um, kind of like uh, I'm at a loss for words right now. Um, I'm uh, how to describe guard hilts guards. Yeah, yeah, kind of like hilt guards, right? And right in the center of it is a floating kyber crystal. Oh wow! And and it just ignites. I don't. I have no idea how how that thing works or how they would uh, put a blade in that thing because the design looks so narrow where it wouldn't allow for a blade. But yeah. it's a beautiful looking design. It's it's a really it's it's really nice for for something like this. It's really unique, right? And um, another one on there was um, Anakin Episode Two, which is kind of more of a uh, more leaning towards, I guess. or actually, more than Darth Vader, if you look at it, it's a little bit of a mix of the uh, graphics hilt, along with some. Um, it ends up looking like a Vader uh, hilt when when he's full Vader in the costume. Nice. Yeah, if you take another look at it, but but yeah, the cow, the one that won, the Cal Kestis. That's that'll be that'll be a good one. Hope it's supposed to be dropping sometime next year. That'll be awesome. Oh, that'll be worth yeah. the trip. Oh, absolutely. And um, if anyone if anyone out there uh, looking for something, feel free to hit me up on Facebook. I'm always around. Whatever you need. Hilts, crystals, uh, uh, sabak dice hanging hanging off your rearview mirror. <laughs> or the sabak game itself. Any, any, any art prints they might have over there also. There's a wide so, range of product out there. So how is there smuggling seasons? Like I know you probably have to have like an annual pass or something like that. To do For this. me, yeah, um, I wouldn't call it a season, really. You know, I'm pretty much, I'm one of those. This time when I picked up an annual pass, I was at the parks down near once or twice a week just because I love being there. Sure. Right, and um, and then I would just offer up randomly. Just a smuggle for anybody who was ever ever looking for something. Um, so I never found it to be uh, I never found it to be a chore, you know, to be honest, because I really wasn't smuggling too much out of the parks. But like I said, I enjoy helping out the community when I can. You know? Sure, and that's what it's all about—is you know everybody helping each other out. Yeah, absolutely. So, is there anything else you'd like to mention about smuggling? Uh... There, Mario, or um, I believe I've covered most of it. Is there anything that you would? Any of you guys have any questions about anything? Or I'm I'm good. Uh, yeah. uh, Seth. Well, no, I'm good. I think you covered it all. Awesome. Well, that concludes uh, that portion of the show. So let's move on to thank our Patreons. And dear God, I hope I don't screw this up too bad. <laughs> All right. Ben Porter, Griffin Crambell, Sean Fear, uh, Ian CB, Ren Mendez, Eric Marcel, Quinn Aguirre, Leo Hernandez. Nailed it. <laughs> King Louie, Mark Pearson. Dan Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Crit, Jason Nelson, Big Fern, King Zachary Five, Caesar Maro Quinn, Eddie Mendez, Eric Ruiz, Mario Cortez, Stephen Pershaw, Sean Utsby, Scott Bradley, Jesse Contreras, Stephen Maria Stindley, and Lord Valditort, the newest addition to the Patreon page. Thank you for all that you do. It allows us to may complete our souls of ourselves on this show and just entertain you for hours to come. Yep. Definitely. Uh, so check out our December Patreon benefits. We have the collecting weekly four inch window cling. They have a little bitty button here for a nice little, uh, nice little button here, a little bit of Christmas cards some collecting weekly holiday stickers here. And this will be included, I believe, in the base Patreon package. So, let's take a look here. Ah, here it is. 
So, our Patreon benefits tier, Sweet Angel, which will give you a Patreon-exclusive swag from the Collecting Linkly Network. At $5 a month, will get you a sticker sent straight to your door, as well as access to Aux After Dark replay. Basically, if you like what we do, Aux After Dark, it's a, it's a great time. It's really where we let our hair down and really just don't care. And so we we have uh, we have some pretty interesting conversations there. A little bit of it's after dark for a reason. So if you're easily offended, don't don't show up. <laughs> not just kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, certified crispy, fifteen dollars a month. Crispy. This tier includes a certified crispy certificate on first pledge. Assistance with the figure fixes by Zach. Message him beforehand to confirm if it's possible. And all the benefits of the previous tier. And the Wada Guy, $25 a month. Wada Guy. Folks in this tier get a signed Collecting Weekly 5 18 by 24 silhouette poster with On First Pledge. Doubles of all the stickers we send. One sculpt a year printed by Dark Side Customs after three months. And then all the benefits of the previous tiers. Let me tell you, that Dark Side Customs, worth the price right there. Ian does amazing work. He's actually the guy who's... He's actually the guy who's going to be painting my Sith Pure Bullet here, so... Dude, that's going to turn out so good. Oh, I'm super excited. I'm super, super excited. Here's a nice little shot of some of the different stickers and stuff we offer, and... Send your hate mail to Collecting Weekly 58886 Devazila Road, Suite 102, Box 292, San Antonio, Texas 78249. I said, send your hate mail, send your love letters, whatever, whatever you desire. Would love to hear from you. I'm sure. Do we read it? Maybe. Check us out at Collecting Weekly Auxiliary, our Facebook page. A lot of good community there. Great, great, great community. Honestly, especially after a recent um, foul up with our Secret Santa, the community rallied around one member, and it was just a beautiful thing. So you should definitely be a part of this community if you can. All right, check us check out our other uh, other collecting weekly uh, shows. We have Axion where we auction off once or tr- once a month uh, different collectibles. We have of course the main show collecting weekly, our show collecting rarities, which is awesome by the way. Just saying. that's the best. Small talk, the joy of hobbying. OFAC, only fools in collecting. Our English buddies overseas, we get their cynical, sarcastic, witty opinions. It's awesome. And they sound so polite while doing it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what they do. We have Collecting Comics, After Dark, and Creeps or Us. Manny is killing it with Creeps or Us right now. Creeps or Us is the best show, honestly. It's so interesting and such a, a, a drastically different show from what, what else we have. And just honestly, what else is out there? So fun listening to those stories, too. Can't wait for the yeah. next one. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Alright, final thoughts and comments, everybody. Uh, anybody have any final concerns, hate mail, bullshit? I mean, you know, anything? Uh, random interjection thought. So, yes, Lord Voldetort is me. I thought it would be hilarious to have uh, my tortoise be the uh, be one of the Patreons. And so was thinking about actually getting mail to my house addressed to my tortoise. And I swear to God, it must have been hilarious to see <laughs> my mailman delivering mail for my tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I'm not going to lie. That, that, that's flipping awesome. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm looking forward to your next topic, um, what we discussed earlier, when unfortunately you couldn't uh, – bring to this show yeah unfortunately we weren't able to cover the trains in this episode just because of the amount of time and the lack of research i was able to do in between this show and i mean the last show and this show but rest assured late next january i'm bringing in an expert now whether or not that expert's going to be able to appear on the show remains to be seen but 
I'm at least going to pick his brain a little bit. This guy is a model train aficionado. His whole pool house is nothing but a train get up. I mean, his entire first floor is just a complete table, like literally the size of my flipping apartment. Of, oh, that's wild. Of model trains. Oh. And his entire second floor of his pool house is train storage of all his model trains. Wow. You know, speaking of trains and earlier with our Disney talk, I got to say, one of the biggest things that I miss personally about going to the park was just walking through that front entrance. And the first thing uh, you really see is that Disneyland railroad. Yeah. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of that. And, and that's probably, uh, probably one of my favorite things in the park. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nice hanging with you too, Jason Nelson. Thanks for joining our wacky show. Yeah, yeah, it was a good show considering we <laughs> basically put it together <laughs> the last yeah. minute. But... Sorry for the technical difficulties, everyone. Yeah, it's the all good. We, we got it resolved, and that's what counts. All right, if there's nothing else, I'm Rainer. I'm Seth. And I'm Mario. Stay rare, stay golden, everybody, and have an excellent night. <laughs>